The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 3006. So we're doing another deep dive episode, this time around episode two of the Cassian Andor series entitled That Would Be Me. And we're going to be talking about the Preox Morlana Corporate Authority again because we definitely learn a lot more about this organization and about what they might encounter on Ferrix too. So their whole you know situation with the governance of the planets in their system. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the Preox Morlana Corporate Authority, that's the place that's running what's happening in the Morlani system, in the free trade sector maybe even. Certainly they're a significant player in this free trade sector. And what we saw on Morlana 1 at the very beginning of the series, I mean, that's a huge industrial complex, a huge city complex that they have. And... Interesting that there is a specific leisure zone. That's what it's referred to by the chief inspector during that first episode where Cassian was, where those two corpos were that Cassian you know, ultimately accidentally killed one and intentionally killed the other. And what the chief inspector says about the incident in trying to get Cyril to you know, develop the suitable accident report and why he wants him to do that is very telling about the you know, kind of situation that the Preox Morlana, <laughs> it's such a mouthful, the Preox Morlana Corporate Authority has evolved into or grown into or settled into, if you will. So the things that the chief inspector rattles off, one, that they were in a brothel, which they never should have been in there in the first place. Two, it was an expensive one and they should not have had the ability to afford to be in there in the first place. And three, they were drinking while they were in there. So that's you know supposed to be a no-no to begin with. Of course, one of them, the chief inspector knows from having been on four, planet number four inside the Morlani system and says he's one of the, you know, least pleasant people you could ever encounter, basically. And the woman who was running the brothel said that they're just rent-a-cops describing him and his partner. But rather than use this as an opportunity to crack down on Corpo's behaving badly, the chief inspector wants to sweep it under the rug. And yes, it's true that his reasoning in this moment is that he does not want to bring undue imperial attention, and that's fine and all well and good, but both things can exist at the same time. He can sweep this under the rug to avoid imperial attention and also decide to use it as an opportunity to get things a little bit more in line to where they should be, and he's given us no indication that he is going to do that at all, which is just utterly offensive to Cyril's way of thinking and he's not the only one the chief inspector isn't because when Cyril goes to ask the you know, traffic controller person if you will about the you know, ship traffic coming in and out of that yard at Morlana 1 <laughs> 
still such a mouthful for some reason. You know, they identify a ship that is just able to waltz in and out and that traffic controller person is like, well, you know how the traffic is at night, whatever, you know. And Cyril's thing is, you know, I don't know what's, you know, more distressing. The fact that a ship could just waltz in and out of our corporate borders the fact that you just don't seem to care. And even the people that are working in his inspection unit saying, oh yeah, you don't want to mess with Ferrex. They have their own way of doing things and you want us to send a bulletin? What? And like, is he going to approve overtime? Like everybody <laughs> in this organization seems to be like, eh, we're doing fine. Nobody's shooting at us. Who cares? But Linus Mosk is obviously not that kind of person. He is, as I said in the previous episode, a true believer who you know, sees himself as part of the Empire for all intents and purposes, says that we're the first line of the Empire's defenses. You got to keep the blade sharp. And he also reflects back to Cyril, Cyril's own thinking about the chief inspector. So we know obviously that Cyril has a problem with the way the chief inspector is dealing with this. Two Primor employees are dead and nobody seems to be really you know, all that worked up about it except for Cyril and now Linus Mosk who says, yeah, it's absolutely awful and it's a dereliction of duty not to pursue it. But Mosk says that he's seen it as well, just seeing how people want to let things slide and he does not hold with that at all. And it very much put me in mind of Cassian's evaluation of the Empire when he says to Luthen in the trailers and the you know footage that we've seen already, which is actually going to happen <laughs> in the next episode of the show, when he talks about the Empire and they're just so fat and satisfied and they can't imagine that somebody would just walk into their house. Well, it seems like that is the general way of thinking happening with the Preox Morlana corporate folks as well, that they are just all, you know, satisfied and not bothering with any concerns about anything. And they're just smug and so convinced of their superiority, even when they're in hyperspace en route to Ferrix and Linus Mosk is giving the speech to the corporate security officers and says, yeah, you know, they may not be receptive to us. They don't necessarily like us, but just remember there's a territorial forum every month where they can voice their concerns. And some of the corporals listening to this are kind of like, yeah, that's a good one. Ah, that's funny. Because they're in on the joke. They know that that territorial forum is meaningless and they don't care. The corpos don't care. They're just going to do what they want. And if the people complain at the forum, like, ah, the heck with them. So Cyril continues his insubordination, telling the corpos that there comes a time when the risk of not doing anything is the greatest risk of all. And and everybody's kind of like, this guy, ugh. But, you know, he is thinking the same way as Linus is. He just doesn't necessarily have the, the same kind of personality to interact with these folks. So, yeah, you know, that is as awkward as it needed to be. But at least he was there, and that is something that Linus can certainly respect. So there's that, I suppose. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say is that one of the things Linus says to Cyril is that he's always believed that they should be taking a stronger hand with these affiliated planets, quote unquote. And we know they have no presence there normally, but they must be familiar with each other, the folks on Ferrix and the Corpos. So 
yeah, obviously we're going to see things go down in the next episode. And I'll be curious to see how much the Corpos get involved from episode four onward on Ferrix when they're there along with the Empire. Like how much of that is Corpo presence and how much of that is Imperial presence. So that'll be a thing to keep an eye on too. And that right there is going to do it with our second deep dive into the Andor series specific to the episode entitled That Would Be Me, which is episode two of the series. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items, are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.